All right. Hello and welcome to Orange Power Half Hour, where we will talk all things OSU, OSU athletics, specifically this time of year, football. Um, I'm here with my dad, Shane. We talk football every day, several times a day, and just OSU in general. So as much as we talk to each other, we just figured that we might as well record it and and talk on a more um, specific basis. So that's what Orange Power Half Hour will be. It's a dad-daughter duo. Um, like I said, we love all things OSU. Dad, I'll let you kind of explain where your love for OSU started. Well, first of all, I guess I'll say I'm really excited to be part of a podcast. I don't know that I know what one is, <laughs> but I'm happy to be on one. Heck yeah. And I Learn something new every day. I think it's really cool that my uh, daughter wants to do this with me, so I'm excited about that. But, Absolutely. Uh, yeah, our whole family is lifelong uh, Oklahoma State fans, and uh, I was literally born a cowboy. Basically, my, my parents were in school here at Oklahoma State when I was born and uh, went to my first cowboy football game when I was just a few weeks old. and then. Oh, really? I don't think I even knew that. Oh yeah, okay. yeah that, was, that was something I was really excited to continue when your your brother, well, both of your birthdays, you know, of course, yeah. in October, and so uh, we were already in football season, so you guys also got to go to your first games when you were just uh, a few weeks old, so that was uh, that was really how I got my start, and I just remember when I was a, a little kid, it seemed like some of our best family times were going to Oklahoma State football games, I can remember my parents taking me to games and walking through the old student union and uh, this is back when they had a lot of stores and stuff in there and mm-hmm. and the band would come through and, and play and you, that was but this was well before the walk you would kind of just follow the band over to the stadium okay and uh, so I have all those really fond memories and um, just get, got that start and, and never have really looked back so it was literally I was born into it yeah well I feel like I just asked you how you were born into it and then my story is the exact same because it's, 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 <laughs> it's pretty exact freaking same. Your similar yeah your stories are, are going to be very similar yes um, and you went on to play for for OSU yeah I, I, I played for OSU from 84 through 88 um, yeah I don't don't anybody get the record books out and start <laughs> looking for me I mean if you've got an old program I, I am in there I do have a picture in there uh, Picture right next to Barry Sanders, as a matter of fact. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Had a little bit different career path. I uh, no, I, I I was a I played on special teams and I did get the opportunity to play in every game for three years and got to be part of uh, three bowl teams: the Very cool. '84 and '85 Gator Bowls, and then uh, the '87 Sun Bowl. So, uh, really, a good time for for Oklahoma State football. Kind of the first. Uh, really good extended run for Oklahoma State football and then of course the program took a, a step back uh, with with probation and right uh, and then things kind of got rolling again then toward the end of uh, Les's time and, yeah. and really you know Mike uh, really got this thing yeah going on a big time basis yeah and I think I that's where my generation is totally lucked out you joke all the time that I don't know what what hardship is with you, you don't know with anything. Oklahoma State so yeah. So if you're I born, out. if you're born too early uh, to know Mike Gundy football, or you're born too early to know Eddie Sutton basketball, yeah, you, you just don't understand. Yeah, you missed you missed There out. were some there were some tougher tougher years in there, and there's yeah. some there's some folks in generations older than me that 
that uh, really, really had to suffer through some yeah. hard times. So um, that was, we've been very fortunate to have some really outstanding coaches uh, at Oklahoma State, not just in, in football and basketball, but, uh, you know, baseball, we've had a couple of great Yay. coaches and, of course, John Smith and wrestling. Yeah, and, legend. Uh, great golf coaches. So yeah. what Oklahoma State has done with the budget that Oklahoma State has oh, historically yeah, absolutely. is amazing. I don't know where they are still, you know, nationally in terms of national titles, but way, way high, you know, in the top five, mm -hmm. I think, in national titles in a budget that wouldn't even, yeah. wouldn't even register with most No, places. I think when you look at the numbers, you, there's, we shouldn't be competitive. It, no. I mean, we absolutely shouldn't be, and I think that's a, a detriment to the, to the coaches and the have-men who's really poured a lot of money and then heart and soul into, into making our program successful. Yeah, if you know the athletic budgets of, say, the University of Texas right. and Oklahoma State, we shouldn't lose to Texas in checkers, let alone college football. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, and then I think that goes into, um, you know, us talking about, um, you know, our childhood and love for OSU. I think it is important to mention to anybody listening that it's, um, when, I, when we say we're lifers, I mean it in the most extreme way possible. Yeah, Oklahoma State's a, I mean, not only do we not have any other, uh, you know, program that, support uh, but but it's just a huge it's always been a huge part of our entire family structure yes. uh, I mean I, our gatherings are yep. around OSU athletic events and I think that's probably why you and I and everyone else in our family um, you know defends Oklahoma State mm -hmm. probably so vehemently <laughs> yes. uh, people don't understand where does that level of passion come from well it comes from the fact that you the school is not just a school. It's not mm -hmm. just where you went to school or your folks right. went to school. It's not just a place uh, that you support by buying season tickets. It, it's such a family event that the school itself becomes a member of the, of Absolutely, the family. It's yeah. an extension of your family, and that's why, you know, if, if somebody wearing the wrong color says mm -hmm. something ugly to you. One specific color. <laughs> one, <laughs> one, well, there is one color that, that gets us more than any else, but, uh, but yeah, that's why. It's... Yeah. it's it's a it's a family member. Yeah, I, I couldn't explain that in, in a better way for sure. Um, and on to that, I think that's a good time to point out that, you know, we are pro Oklahoma State and and pro the university, athletics, all of that. This is not a, um, we'll call ourselves the positive pokes. We're, this isn't a, a place to, you know, bash coaching or, or get a little iffy about the play calls, you know, we're just, we're just here to talk about OSU and maybe talk about some football and have a good time doing it. Yeah, we're, we're going to be like anybody else. If, uh, if the Cowboys don't win, we're going to be upset. We're going to hurt. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we take it, I think everybody in our family takes it really personally. When yes. Things don't go well on the, on the field or on the court or on the diamond or wherever we're at. But, uh, but that's, that's not what we're going to be here for. We're not going to, talk about, um, you know, something that somebody maybe could have done could better. Could have, should have, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's not, uh, not productive. Nobody's going to have a time machine and can go back and change any of that stuff. And and at least while we're sitting here calmly before the season. <laughs> right, it's easy I'm, to say that. I'm rational, uh, rational enough to understand that the, the coaches and the players are, are trying harder than anyone. Else. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, well, we're almost there. We're about a week out. It's, it's really getting here. 
September 1st, Thursday, September 1st. Yep, 6 p.m. kick. That don't know, that's that's when this cranks off this season. That's when you need to be at Boone Pickens, 6 p.m. sharp. Which you're on the pokes, hopefully into smooth, easy, calm victory, right? Well, we hope so. <laughs> the, the last meeting with Central Michigan, people will remember, was not uh, was not so good. Yeah. And, uh, and I think that even though none of these guys were part of that team, they've all heard about the end time down. They've, yes. Everybody's, I'm sure, made a point of that. Uh, and, and and the point the point being that it really should have never come. Yeah, it never should have got that. Mm -hmm. we, we should have handled our business and been in a position for that not to have occurred. And, and you know Coach Gundy and, and the coaching staff is hammering that into the kids this week yes. saying, let's not be in a position for this to be a fourth quarter. Yeah, I hope it, we're on a, you know, jump out early, pedal to the metal, let's get it done and have a calm, relaxed fourth quarter. That would be fun. That's, that's always good. Yes, and I know we remember that. Um, Untimed fourth down a little too well. It was Dad's Day. Yeah, we had a couple of Dad's Day. There, there was a Dad's Day curse yes. that, that went yes. on there for a while. Oklahoma State's uh, Dad's Days had been spoiled for yeah. two or three. Yep. Which is one of our think, favorite days ever. And it, it took a turn. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I'm, I'm not sure the year after that didn't. I think we didn't buy the shirt. We didn't buy the No, you're 100% correct. Yeah. Because we were afraid we were. Yeah, we somehow. we try we try our best to to help the following year. Um, and you know what, we kind of get spoiled too because you. I mean, I don't. We don't have any statistics pulled up or anything, but Coach Gundy's record in non-conference games is mm -hmm. crazy. Oh yeah, um, I, I mean, we just you just almost never lose one. So do that's what makes that bad yes. deal so unusual. Is yep. we did lose a couple there in, in a row. Yeah, well, you live and you learn, so hopefully next week will be a different story for sure. But I want to get into, I know the season hasn't started yet, so a lot of these are going to be predictions. Um, but I'm curious to know who your um, primary pokes are for the season, and primary pokes being, let's go ahead and talk about our Marshall. So tell me your, your Marshall Player of the Year. Well, yeah, I think, uh, you know, his as the season goes on, we're going to each kind of pick a player of the game that we mm -hmm. refer to as the marshal, and then we're going to pick a, a kind of an underrated player of the game that we'll call the deputy. And and I, you know, this is going to be a, a massively obvious choice, but uh, you know, the marshal selection I'm going to have going into the season is going to be Spencer Sanders. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you know, Spencer's um, as the quarterback goes in yep. the system at Oklahoma State under Coach Gundy. That's, that's how the Oklahoma State Cowboys go, and uh, you know Spencer's played a lot of football. Um, he does have a, a whole another year of eligibility left after this year, which is amazing uh, due to COVID and yes. everything. But um, you know he had a had such a crazy good performance in the Fiesta Bowl, particularly the, oh, the yes. second half. And I think I share uh, a lot of Cowboys fans' excitement in, in seeing what you know what can he do this season. Will we continue to play a little more up tempo like we did in the mm -hmm. Bowl? But he had he holds a lot of the cards. It's you know, I think that's one of the things that is unfortunate about football. A lot of times the quarterback quarterback gets too much pressure put on him and, and too much responsibility put on him yeah. sometimes for how things go and uh, and you know and maybe even too much credit sometimes when they go good, mm -hmm. but. There's there is only one guy who touches the football yeah. every every offensive snap, and yeah. that's the quarterback. So uh, Spencer is going to be the guy that I think is going to 
have more to do than, than anyone else with how the season goes. Yeah. Um, my pick won't be uh, very original either, but mine also has to go to Spencer. Not, not really so much, not to put too much pressure on him, but it almost has to be him for us to have this, the season that I want us to have. You know, I think he's in a good position. He's got a couple years under his belt. I think he's, you know, comfortable in the pocket. I think he's playing more like a vet, and I think that if he can perform even half as good as he is, I think that we can have a successful season. So for that, it has to be Spencer Sanders. Well, and if this podcast gets popular enough so fast that that puts pressure on Spencer Sanders, <laughs> then you've done an outstanding job marketing this deal. I'm, I'm guessing he may not hear about this. I am. You don't know what my powers can be. Okay. Well, I'll be impressed. Oh, that's awesome. Now, how about, how about your, your deputy? So the deputy is going to be somebody a little less obvious. You know, I you, you're going to have to be a little bit more specific than I am, but I think I we lost a lot of our defense last year that it makes me a little, a little nervous, mostly just curious because I don't know you know, I don't know what we'll look like under a new DC. I'm excited for it. I think it'll be good from what I've heard. You know, it'll be a positive situation. But I think my dark horse is just going to have to be the whole Oklahoma State defense. I Because I, I don't really know enough to, to pinpoint anybody. I don't really know, you know, what um, Coach Mason's going to bring to the table. But I'm excited for it. And if it's good, then I think, again, well, it'll be a great um, ingredient to a great season. You, I think you sound like you listen to Coach Mason and the defensive coaching because I think that's a lot of what they're saying. They're, of course, everybody's aware that you know we have a lot of a lot of experience coming back up front, particularly yeah, you know, see, yes. defensive end positions and yeah. And I think I think generally, even though they're inexperienced guys, uh, uh, when I say we lost a lot, you know who I'm talking right. about. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> we, we yeah. Well, we lost a, an absolute historically good yes. player and yes. Devin Harper and Devin Harper is yep. not even the yep. guy that's going to jump off, uh, you know, people's mm-hmm. memories first because of how good a player Malcolm Rodriguez was. Yeah, Rodrigo. I forgot his name's different now. <laughs> he, uh, I mean, that's, that's how crazy good Malcolm is. Yes. Is that you sometimes forget how yeah. unbelievably how we were stacked good in that Devin, yep. Devin was. But mm-hmm. those guys at linebacker are going to be, are certainly going to be hard to replace, but um, I did get a little more specific in my thought process about it, and I think a guy that hasn't played a lot, uh, really hadn't played at all of, of any significance yet, but is, I believe, going to start uh, Kendall Daniels, one of the, the new safety starters. I think that guy is going to be um, uh, potentially an NFL guy. I think he's got an NFL okay type body, and uh, I haven't got to see him do much uh, personally, but I've heard from some people on the inside that he can really hit and that he uh, um, he just has a nose for the football, so yeah. uh, I'm really excited to see what he can do. Yeah, which would be, I mean, a huge, you know, for the way the Big 12 offenses run just as a whole as a league, you know, having somebody critical in that position is, is a necessity for sure, so... I'll, I'll be excited to watch that as well. And I'm just excited in general, you know. Like, I'm excited to to get back tailgating season and, you know, get see all the fans in the stands. And I'm hoping for a packed house. I don't know if the Thursday night game, that could go either way. I mean, I know people are excited. It's the first game. You want to go out. But I think, you know, 
those of us that have to drag our butts to work on that Friday morning might be a little less inclined to get excited. Yeah, Thursday games, they're tough. And, you know, this would be, I guess, the, the time when we would typically have kind of a, what we'll call a, a rowdy review. And yep. We'll sort of uh, grade the, mm-hmm. the, the crowd, yeah. as it were. But uh, preseason-wise, just kind of talking about that, you know, Thursday night games, I think are a concern because of what you said with people have to get up and go to work. And mm-hmm. obviously you're playing on Thursday night because the, it's it's an opportunity to be on television yep. and get some television revenue. And um, the, the, the TV deal is a, it's a double-edged sword. You can't survive in college athletics without it. I mean, the entire uh, landscape of college football is changing right now based on conference realignment. The conference mm-hmm. realignment is being driven by the yes. TV dollars. And at the same time, get more games on TV, it's easier for people to stay at home. And, yeah. and I think that's one of the disadvantages that we have maybe in Stillwater. Um, Stillwater is mm-hmm. in a, located in a, a city of about 40,000 people. You know, we're not in a, a major metropolitan area. Yes. And so it's not easy for people just to drive across town. We're relying on people to come from Woodward and Guyman yes. and, and uh, you know, Benita and, and places that are, are a little bit of a drive. Yeah. I don't know how many people that follow Oklahoma State even realize even within the conference within the the big 12 conference within the schools that are remaining in the big 12 conference just how small Stillwater is and oh yes Texas yeah. Tech you know is is often kind of put on on equal footing with mm-hmm. with Oklahoma State in a lot of ways budget budget speaking and those kind of things Lubbock's got 250,000 yeah, people in it. way bigger it's a way bigger area to, yep. to draw from so you know that's that's one of the things I think we fight and I guess for the, the people to do here is you know I just continue to encourage people it makes it makes so much difference I'm going back to the time I played mm-hmm. when you walk out and there's 20,000 people in the stand yeah. versus walking out to a to a packed house there's a difference there's a, a difference emotionally and and uh, you know if there's role. any if there's any sport that relies on emotion it to me, it's college athletics. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. And I think, um, you know, especially with it being the first game of the season, I think it's a, a tone setter for the rest of the year. You know, I, I think we, you know, we pay money and, and we love watching the, the players play and the coaches coach and all that stuff. But I think, you know, you get in, you get out what you put in, you know, go show up, go show your support, yell really loud, you know, help help them win a couple games for us. But, um and, and stay. Oh, that's, that's we're going to get into I mean, something, aren't we here, Shane? Well, yeah. That's we're going to get into it. Start yelling at them. Well, when you when you come to the game, that's great. <laughs> and if you want to go out to your tailgate at halftime, that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. Just come back. Yeah. Come back for the beginning of the third quarter. Your tailgate will be there Yeah. after the game. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they sell beer in the stadium now. They so. do. Uh, we, we need the people to, to get there, but we need them to stay. Yeah. And I understand it's a little beer's a little pricey in the stadium. I totally get it. I totally understand. However, I pay eight dollars a beer, keep all the rounds, keep them coming for an Oshie victory. So sure, yeah, you gotta you gotta yeah, want they can, it. They can budget. Yeah, the students can budget themselves throughout the week and, and save up a little bit there so they go. can hang around hang around the stadium a little more. But those guys, honestly, I mean, we're joking around about it. Some it it makes a difference. It makes a difference to those guys. They. There's not any way for the players to know you care as a fan. Absolutely. I mean, they can't. 
they, there's no way for them to turn around and scan and see how many people have them tuned in on the on the television, right? Yes. They turn around, they look over the shoulder. If you're in the stands, you care. They, yeah. they get that. You yeah. know? If you're there and you're supporting them uh, in the fourth quarter, then, then they know you care about them. And it's so much more fun to care. I mean, we've had some of the most fun watching watching the Popes and and not even just watching it, but really being enthralled in the atmosphere and the game and, you know, and, and all of it. So I, I would encourage those that have never, you know, even dabbled in football or athletics in general, you know, go show up and, yeah, and care. It's fun. There's been a number of times following an OSU loss that I wish that I didn't care <laughs> right? as We're much as I there. do. Yeah. And that's, that's the, when you love something, that's the trade-off, right? I yep. mean, if you really, really love it, the, when there's when there's something that doesn't go right, the pain is that much greater. But when something does go right, mm-hmm. the the joy is is euphoric. And, yes. You know, I this last year's Bedlam game is a perfect example. Oh. You know, I, we 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 all, rewatched it a couple think, weeks ago. Uh, yeah, I saw people sitting all throughout the stands that I know were just as invested as we were, and had that thing not turned out, I'm not sure we would have recovered to this day. Mm-hmm. But uh, the investment that we all made in the game, not just the players and the coaches, but the fans, um, man, how awesome was it, you know, so when, when, we, when we got over the hump and we got the game won and, uh, you know, the students, well, I say the students stormed the field. I'm, I'm <laughs> we old, were there. I, I stormed the field, um, you know. Yeah. So some of us had to be more careful about how we got on the field <laughs> sure. than some of the younger people. Yeah. But, some muscles were torn, were but that's okay. We, yeah. We've recovered. Right. It's worth it, you it's know. It's good for, uh, for, uh, Dr. Jameson and, and those yes. orthopedic guys. You know, yeah, we got to keep them in business, That's you right. know. Yeah, help them out. Well, yeah, I just, I, I can't, I can't wait. I'm, we've been talking about, I feel like it just takes forever for football to get back around. You know, we, I know we were super invested in some cowboy baseball and, and some cowboy golf. But after that, man, it's crickets until, yeah, it's, until it's, fall. It's tough this time of year. So I, we, we were very excited. I'm glad that you and, and Mason uh, told Donnell and I about the uh, the hard knocks. Oh so man, we, yeah. Let's talk been, about hard knocks for a minute. We've watched hard knocks before, and well, it's re- been renamed, right? It's the Rodrigo show. Now. Yeah, I think that's they got to come out with that copyrighted new title next week for sure if they're going to keep hyping them up like they do, which which I love. But yeah, Mason and I, my husband, we we've, we've watched hard knocks the last couple of years, and and it's something we just kind of get into. We don't really have an NFL team because they get traded so. Right. Frequently, and we like to follow players. Though at this point, we're just basically fans of everybody, um, which is weird for me. Um, but so we've kind of got invested in it, and you know, we knew it was going to be the Lions this year, and so we're like, oh, I wonder if, you know, I wonder if Malcolm will get a couple of shout outs. You know, that'd be really cool. And we watch it, and if you, for those of you that haven't watched it, it's the Malcolm Show. Yeah, yeah. as it should be, as it rightfully should be, and the fact that he went in the sixth round, I love it even more. You guys. He, he, he was a steal for them, a steal. Yeah, it's it's been a, again, that's another kind of a double-edged sword, right? I've really enjoyed watching him succeed at that level. And uh, at the same time, you know, you kind of wonder, oh, my gosh, if, we, if we've got it, if we lost a guy that's good enough yes. to go start in the NFL, how, yeah. how tough is he going to be to replace? So um, that's tough. But, yeah, I, I was hoping to maybe catch him in the background of some drills. <laughs> yeah. and, yep. and he was featured uh, – pretty prominently in, in the first episode, so I thought we'd absolutely not see any of him mm-hmm. in the second episode, and uh, he was he was featured more, so, yeah. um, you know, and 
he's just he's such a hard worker and you know the linebackers coach for the Detroit Lions did kind of put a, a target on yeah. on Malcolm's back you know yep. calling just calling attention to how good he's doing and, and sort of taking some jabs at the some vets. of the uh, vets yep but uh, I heard Coach Gandy say this in his uh, deal the uh, press conference the other day that you know that that won't bother Malcolm at all he'll handle his business and, and get on down the road because that's what he does yeah and I I'm I've never met um, Malcolm in person, but I've only heard just tremendous things about him as a, not only as a player, obviously, but as a person. And so as a fellow, you know, cowboy or cowgirl, I'm just stoked, stoked for him. He's representing Oklahoma State so well. And and I, you know, good things happen to good people. And I think, I think that's what's happening there. So, well, you know, I said, my folks started taking me to games when I was, you know, a baby. So I've watched Cowboy football. I don't, you know, I don't necessarily remember it. Obviously, yeah. when I was a baby, but I can start remembering players, you know, from about the mid '70s on, mm-hmm. uh, and then and then got a chance to play with some of those guys. I was well, my my freshman year, uh, Leslie O'Neill and, and Mal, uh, Mike Hudson and um, uh, John Washington. Uh, there was a ton of really good defensive players on that uh, on that unit. And of course, you know, Leslie O'Neill's in the Pro Football mm-hmm. Hall of Fame. And um, you go back a little bit earlier, a little bit more uh, in, in, you know, like mom's uh, age group of people, you know, Philip Dokes and some of those kind of guys yeah. uh, that were tremendous defensive players. But I, I swear I don't think this is recent recency bias on my part. Malcolm Rodriguez probably right now, if you ask me, would be my favorite Cowboy defensive player of, of all time. I mean, just, oh yeah, he's. I don't um, even think it's a contest. May, maybe not. Maybe not as naturally gifted uh, as some of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but of you, you say that you know you watch the guys NFL Combine stuff and you know. Maybe he was a lot more naturally gifted than anybody realized. Yeah, and Coach Glass has a lot to do with that stuff. Too. Absolutely, yeah. No, he's he's the best in the game. Um, glad he's he's going to get paid like he's the best in the game because he is. Yeah, but, that's a, that was a huge deal yeah. for for Coach Gundy and the administration to do because if you want to talk about there's there's two or three things to me that have been real difference makers mm-hmm. in taking Oklahoma State to the next level over the last ten or fifteen years. Um, I think the speed of play that we that we sure. play with offensively has been a big equalizer, and, and and there's a few issues like that. But but Rob, Rob Glass is, is he's the secret weapon. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I'm happy for him. Happy that the admin you know made that move, made that statement as you know, hey, we know we know you're you're a contributor to our success. So I think that I think that was great. But yeah, just wrapping up the Malcolm thing, I'm just super stoked for him. I think he'll have a great great career um i think he'll always represent Oklahoma state really well so well he's going to be one of those guys that's going to he'll never take anything for granted he'll continue to work hard so if he can stay injury free he'll have a chance to be in the league a long time yeah good for him good for him good for his family um but getting back to to some osu um current osu football what unis what uni combos we're coming out with what's what's going to be the cowboy combo come thursday I don't have any idea what they're breaking out, you know, and they, they guard that pretty closely. Um, I think that's yeah, kind, it's of kind of top secret, pretty well kept secret. Uh, you know, if your, your husband and your brother uh, have been part of the coaching staff here uh, yes. know, before and, 
and uh, we would a lot of times try to get them to give us some inside information. Yeah, we got nothing. They, they wouldn't know. I mean, they really keep that close to the vest. But again, you want to talk about another thing that's really, in my opinion, separated Oklahoma State yes. from a lot of football programs. Yes. Whoever has been in charge of the uniforms yep. has just done a, a stellar job. And, you know, we have a ton of, of combinations. I used to know the, the amount, and I don't know the yeah, number I, off the top of my head, but it's, it's something crazy. But it's, uh, it, I mean, I can't ever remember a time in in recent history where I, where I didn't like what we wore or didn't think that it was... Um, you know, really in a good looking, intimidating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a thing that I think players would, would want to come here for, you know, you mean you guys didn't look, look intimidating in your wrestle gear when you we, went out uh, in the eighties? We didn't, we didn't have, uh, we didn't have Nike stuff. We didn't have, uh, we had one, well, we had two uniforms. We had a home and away. Sure and, and that was it. Uh, it was just combos. The, now the, the throwback look that they wore yeah. a few years ago, yeah. back to the Sanders days and, mm-hmm. and the Thurman Thomas days, that's a look that I think everybody thinks is really, really clean and 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 it is a nice look. Yeah, it's just that when that's you know that's it, that's it. Yeah, then it's not. Uh, I don't think it's quite as exciting as it is for these guys that sure. get to come out and, and wear all these kind of crazy different combinations. And, yeah, um, you know, I, I've loved. I can't even necessarily point to to a favorite of mine. I love them all. And I like how they've, they've kind of worked different logos in and probably one of the, again, this is, a, this is a recency bias, but, uh, the script Cowboys is something mm-hmm. that they've broken out. I mean, I, I was crazy over the moon for the Marshall star when that came out yes. a few years ago. And, uh, I understood they were kind of phasing that out for a time period. And I was really upset. And thought, well, they, they can't do anything cooler than that. And then mm-hmm. they came out with the script Cowboys, which I think is, great too. Yeah, no, I think it's awesome. You don't have a favorite? I don't, I really don't know that I have a single favorite. Will you ask me mine? Because I I have a favorite. Yeah, hit us with yours. (laughs) My favorite, all-time favorite, and we don't, we don't do it very often, um, and probably because that's, it's my favorite, but I love the all-white. White White helmet, white jersey, white pants, white. I think it looks so crisp, so clean. My wife's favorite too. She loves the all white, which we do wear. I think we've worn. We wear usually once a year. We'll go with the with the all white on the road. Did we somewhere. wear? Did we wear it? Did we wear it last year? I was trying. To I think thought the pants were different. Maybe what we wore at Texas, but I. I well, I'll fact check you on that. I'm not I sure. I should have. But... Uh, I should have. I've got JT's pick six. Right. I should know what the mind, what so we I were wearing, but... What he was wearing, but. Well, maybe it's just because it's my favorite that I don't think I wear it very often. But I just think it's it's a it's a strong look, and you know, like we said, it, it looks all of our looks are usually pretty intimidating. But I just I think that one screams don't mess with us. I don't us. necessarily have a, a single favorite, but I, I do tend to like when we go all all one color color mm-hmm. either all orange, all white, all black, or when we go multiple colors. I kind of like the headgear and the pants to match. Oh, I get that. Yeah. You know, black, if we're going with orange jerseys, black, orange, black. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, we're, yeah, there are some, t- there's some games where I think, you know, I know we have really cool helmets, really cool jerseys, really cool pants. And I think sometimes we wanted to showcase as many as we can. It gets a little, gets so a let, little nuts. Let me ask you about this. We, we, I think they kind of shelved this for the last couple of years, but I don't know. And sometimes I forget how young you are, but you know, a few years back we, we broke out some grays. Oh, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your opinion of the grays? 
I mean, I like the grays. We're, we're getting almost, we have so many cool looks, you can't shove them into 12 games. Yeah. You know, like, we're running out of opportunity. We're going to have to start having the players just walk around campus in some jerseys to show them off because we're running out, running out of time. But I like the gray. I'm not I thought the grays. It. I thought the grays looked good. I, I'm They're harder on TV. Not a fan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't like the looks on on TV. That's a little bland. But and it's a little hypocritical for me to say that I was okay with us wearing gray because one of my pet peeves is when teams that don't have w- a certain color that. in their color scheme. Wear, <laughs> Iowa know, State. Iowa State, who <laughs> some somehow has writ, rewritten their school rules yes. and they think black is part yeah, of their school that's color. It. It's we not. They didn't Just ask us. Stick with your straw and cardinal yeah. or whatever whatever those colors sure. are yeah um but but for whatever reason i, I kind of gave us a pass when we wore the grays i thought they were i agree i think we should get a pass i mean nobody asked us but i would i would agree with you um so tell me what your least favorite union combo is i i just don't i don't like it as much it's i mean again they're all great. Yeah, they are, they're, all they're all great. great. Yeah. So I'm, I'm nitpicking, but just the least when of we your wear favorites. when we wear a different uh, a different helmet, jersey, and pant yeah. bag, if we go orange, black, white, mm-hmm. I, I don't I tend to not be as crazy about that. Yeah, I'll go ahead and co-sign that statement. I, I agree with you as well. I, I don't I well, I like there to be some uniform somewhere in it. I will go ahead and give an honorable mention to the all black look because of the TCU game last year when everybody was blacked out. Yeah, the blackout. Oof. I mean, I'm, I think I think Oklahoma State's done a great job of promoting, and it didn't always used to be this way. Way back, you know, again, getting back when I was a kid, yeah. people didn't always wear orange. Of course, we were we were in the burn orange there for for a long time, which with the tigers. Um, I don't know if that. Well, I'm not. I'm way way after the tigers, so Oklahoma State continued to wear burn orange. Okay. for a long, long time. Um, and I don't know that that was necessarily what the issue was, but people would show up in either, you know, white, black, or orange. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a whole lot of a yes. push for everybody to, to come, you know, yeah. one way. And I think I think it was really Terry Don Phillips that started the big push for people wearing orange to the to the games. And that's been a really neat thing, and I, I hope that continues. But, yes. but I will say I have no problem once a year with mm-hmm. the blackout. I, I yeah. thought the blackout was, was really cool. And I don't know if it, you know, if it was just the game. Obviously, we, we put a put a hurt on the Frogs, um, which was just super fun. But, you know, night game, late at night, Boone Pickens is lit up, you know. It looked good on TV. It looked so good. And I, I mean, obviously, we were at the game, and it just, it felt a little eerie in the greatest way. And I just thought it was super fun. And I loved that the, I think that also showed, you know, the fans, we're here. You know, we're here. We're bought in. We're involved. Yep. We're wearing what we're supposed to wear. We're here to cheer you guys on. So I just liked not even just how it how it looked because it looked great, but also just the message that it sent to yeah. you know, like we, was, we've got a posse. I thought it was really cool. And I, you know, we we've done a couple of stripe the stadium events, and I know they've got one planned again for this year. And this time it's going to be a horizontal striping of the stadium, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested to see how yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna need a few more i hope to get more a little bit more instructions as that gets that gets closer because i feel like we're gonna really need to get the word out for that to be successful but i think the most of them are are sea of orange now and i to go back to what you said about um promoting the orange i think that's actually a fairly recent thing because i don't even know that i felt like it was promoted 
growing up, I really. Yeah, I, I really do think. Um, I mean, the sea of orange term, I feel like, is is relatively new. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do a little research maybe yeah. for one of the future podcasts and, and give everybody the ultimate answer. But I do think that was created during the, the Terry Don Phillips okay. regime. All right. And I can't remember the exact years that, that Terry Don was here, but yeah. But again, not not terribly terribly long. No. Well, I think. For the cowboy combo, um, for the breakout of Thursday, I think we'll go something like, you know, I think we'll do, um, my prediction is going to be, I'm going to say orange, white, black. What you said was probably your least favorite, but that's what I think we'll do. What do you think, uh, what do you think logo-wise, what's going to be on the helmet? I think we might come out strong with the cowboy's script, like the chrome orange Cowboys script? I think I don't know whether I haven't been told whether the, the script Cowboys is going to be part of it again this year or not. But if it is, I think they'll. I think you think they'll, they'll hold, save it? I think they'll hold it. I might have got. You're you're right. I got a little excited there. I uh, I, I think we I think we may just have the, the logo. Okay. The OSU logo. That's that's my prediction. I'll take that. You know, I'll take that for the Thursday night kick. I think sure. I think I'll be okay with that. But um, it'll be it'll be exciting. Um, nonetheless, you know, I I think. Another thing to tack on what makes Cowboy football special and just OSU in general is that it's really rich in traditions. We have a lot of, of really strong um, traditions, and I know you have I know you have favorites. I have favorites. They're probably the same because they're probably with each other. But um, go ahead. Why don't you tell me one of your favorite OSU traditions? Well, this will be, yeah, I think this, we kind of talked about having a, a little segment where we, we mm-hmm. call Loyal and True, and we just talk about you know, some of the things that, really meaningful to us yes. uh, about Oklahoma State. And um, I, I'm going to go with a really basic one uh, at the start, which is just the uh, the, the library chimes, uh, okay. you know, playing the alma mater. That, yeah. That's always been a really cool thing to me. I, I mean, when I was on campus here as a student and would hear it, I, you know, kind of make the, the mm-hmm. hair on the back of my neck stand up because, I, of course, I'm – Relating it to athletic events and and all that and uh, and, and it, it, sometimes it wasn't always great. Sometimes when you hear that chime, you know, when I was was here as a player, it was because you know two days were about to start yes. and um, you know camp. so it was, it was kind of an ominous chime mm-hmm. at that point. But I I just love hearing the the bells that are on campus. Yeah, I think that's one of my very favorite things. Yeah, I think everybody that has been a student at Oklahoma State has you know. A pretty day walking to or from class on library lawn and hearing the chimes and you're just thinking you know how fortunate you are to study at a place like Oklahoma State and obviously you got a beautiful campus surrounding you so I totally back you up on that um, I'm gonna go with the uh, alma mater as well but since you talked about how it kind of grinds your gears that people don't stay one of my favorite things to do with with my family now is to stay. Stay and sway. Stay and sway. Um, so our life, are we gonna get that tattooed later? Stay and sway. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's one of my favorite parts, specifically after a win, obviously. But we even do it after we lose. Um, stay and sway and sing the alma mater together, and and it's obviously super fun. Speaks for itself, you know. After a, a victory, and those really fun victories, you don't want to leave anyway. So it's just kind of an excuse excuse to hang around and, and just enjoy, you know, the victory. But um, that's been something that I think has been, you know, really, really special. And, again, kind of 
sets that tone of, you know, the crowd's here, we got your back. Well, I, think it's, I think it's so cool that, that the coaches have bought into oh, it. Oh, absolutely. have gotten the, the teams to, yep. to do it. I mean, Coach Gundy has his guys stay out there and, and, and do it. Coach Boyden has his guys stay out there and do it. It's, uh, and I think that's another way that the crowd can kind of Yep. kind of bond and, and interact with uh, you know with the players I mean everybody's got a different perspective you know whether you're you know just here for the academics or you know if, if Greek life's your thing or mm-hmm. if you're an athlete or what, whatever it is but uh, but at the end of the day hopefully after four or five years or whatever you walk out of here with a, a degree from Oklahoma State and and and, and the experience of being here you you know together it, it's a shared experience. Uh, yes. The fight song that you can all, you know, stand and sing, or the alma mater that you can all yes. stand yep. and sing together. Yeah, I think I think that's something really special that we do because I know everybody has an alma mater, and I know people, you know, probably sing it at the end of every game or whatever. But I really feel like it's special here, um, and the stay and sway thing is, is a prominent role of some some of us shoot traditions. Well, and loyal, so. and true, you know, the yeah. words that are in the alma mater have kind of taken on. Again, that's been a fairly recent thing, but they've sort of yep. taken on a life of their own. There's you know, a lot of loyal and true stickers and, and yeah. hats and sweatshirts and all kinds of things. And I think it's a sense of pride, too. You know, the, the whole loyal and true thing is just what embodies staying and swaying. True. And so I think it's, you know, it's a it's a should be a prideful thing for you to stand there and, and sing your alma mater with all your, your buddies or your family or... Just another way to invest, right? Exactly. That's, yeah, that's absolutely. What, that's what it's all about is investing in your, yes. in your program. Yes. If you're gonna be a if you're gonna be a supporter, be a supporter and, and invest. If you're gonna be a bear. Be a grizzly. Be a grizzly, absolutely. Um, well let's talk about some since it's preseason and it, it's a perfect time to make some predictions. Let's make some. Um, let's go we'll just start really bold here and why don't you just tell me your record prediction. Oh man, I, I know. I would love to just sit here and say we're going to you know, yeah. win them all. Yeah. Um, you know, that's probably not particularly realistic for anybody to take off the top. But I, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, a, you know, nine and three, ten and two, and and I, I, I feel like if you look back over Mike's career, mm-hmm. picking something in there about the nine or ten win. Uh, total is is pretty safe yeah. because he's delivered those numbers a, a lot of times. Obviously, I'd be thrilled to to match the record-setting twelve wins from last season or, or or exceed that. And I think this team is capable. I yeah, absolutely. I think probably the thing, if you're just looking at it realistically, the toughest thing about this football season, you know, is the schedule. I mean, the, the, there's there's three teams that are primarily being talked about yep. as having the best chance to win the conference, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Baylor. Well, yeah, that Texas is back. You didn't know. I mean, I'm sorry. I've, I've said Oklahoma, <laughs> Texas, but Oklahoma and Baylor and Oklahoma State yes. are the three teams that are being talked yes. about. And uh, Texas and, is probably still back. They're well, always, yeah, back. always back. Yeah. But Baylor and Oklahoma, you have to play both those teams on the road, so yes. those are going to be tough assignments, tough. Yeah. obviously. And then you've got, you know, other perennial tough games. I mean, Kansas State's never gonna, never just gonna walk in no. and, and hand you anything. And no, Iowa State. There's gonna be some other tough. Yeah, Iowa State's always a, a tough out. So yeah, I think this just because of the schedule, I, I'm I'm gonna stick in there around the nine or ten win 
prediction. Yeah. I, uh, just like you, I'd love to sit here and say, yeah, we're going to go undefeated for sure. Um, but, and I'll credit that to, to the Big 12. It's tough league. I mean, like, just like you said, you can't, there's no sleepers, maybe Kansas. But other than that, it's it's a you're gonna do you're mean dogfight and I know Coach Gunny said that a ton of times in, in press conferences and even Boynton said it for basketball and I've heard Josh say it for baseball I mean we just have a lot of tough opponents which is a great thing you want to be in a strong conference um, but unfortunately there's not a lot of weeks you can take off um, if any so I think I'll probably back I'm gonna be a little bit more optimistic than you and I'll say ten or eleven I'm gonna stick right there and I'll be super optimistic. I'll be happy for you. Right? I think I'll be happy for me, too. I'd like to emphasize that my one loss would, will not be at Bedlam. I just want to emphasize that. Okay. Yeah, I did. I'm not saying, I'm yeah, not we're saying not picking where, that where they are, yeah, where, yeah. where the losses might come. I'm yes. just saying it's a, it is a brutally tough, yep. tough schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Kansas, you said you said something kind of under your breath about Kansas. Kansas was getting better toward the I, end of last I year. I did. I didn't mean And uh, Texas wasn't back when they played <laughs> Texas Kansas was, last year. Not back. Yeah, that's so. weird how that works out. They're still in top twenty-five, so whatever. Um, what other predictions shall we make? Um, I don't know. As far as bowl games and things of that nature, you know, it's it's tough to yep. to really figure how those things are. I guess you know, it, it, your win total kind of dictates it. So if you're talking about yeah. Nine or ten games, you're probably looking at, uh, you know, the Alamo Bowl, uh, you know, possibly, uh, you know, possibly uh, the Cotton, something something yeah. like that. Um, so I would say we'd be at least in that in that range. The Fiesta's a lot of fun. We'd love to, to be yes. in that or, or the playoffs. I also want to emphasize while we're talking about bowl games how grateful I am to Coach Gundy and just Cowboy culture in general that that is – an immediate yes for me. Bowl oh games. sure, yeah. I mean, sixteen, yeah, uh, sixteen or seventeen now in a row. I can't, I can't remember exactly yeah. how many in a row, but uh, I, it's one of the longest uh, active streaks in college football. Yeah. Of course, there's a ton of streaks again that that get put in in Mike's resume if you, mm-hmm. if you go look them up right now. I mean, number of uh, you know weeks ranked in the top twenty-five. And Victories over other top twenty top twenty five programs. Yes. Um, you know Oklahoma State's right up there with the absolute you know blue bloods of yep. college football in all of those rankings and, and consecutive bowl trips is certainly one of them. Yeah, yeah, and it's and you know we t- we typically do go every year to to a bowl game, um, and we've I mean some of my best best memories as a, as a kid are our bowl game memories. So I'm just fortunate that that's. That's usually a yes for us um, as a as a football program. That's that's really nice. But I think I will go ahead and um, make a prediction. And I would love to go back to NOLA. And you know we had a rough rough go rough last time we were there and um, played Old Miss. But I would like to go and get a little redemption because it was super fun. Other than the game. Other than the game. Right. So I think I think that would be a fun trip. Trump, fun trip back to there and. As long as I don't have to go listen to that hotty toddy thing. I mean, who made that up? Yes. We need to talk to him because it is. That's, that's tough to handle. Terrible. 
terrible. And as I remember, you might not have handled it very well a couple of times. I, I, did, I didn't handle it very well. That, <laughs> that, wasn't a fun, that wasn't a fun game. No, it wasn't. But it's going to be a good season. I'm excited. Thank you for, for talking to me about it and agreeing to do this. I know this isn't your speed at all, but... Um, you don't think I'm a high-tech guy that knows all about Oh, stuff? well, no. <laughs> you're, no. Well, you're right. I, I, I appreciate you inviting an, an old non-techie guy <laughs> yes. to be part of this. Yes. Well, um, we'll be back every week to talk about the, the game beforehand and, and what we're looking forward to this season. And who knows, maybe we'll keep it going. Um, it's fun for us to talk ball and talk OSU. shoes. So hopefully we can find some, cut out some time to, to do so. So, oh, Hey, you, you, you forgot you, this this first podcast is brought to you by Swing Hats. Oh, you got you got a very clutch shout out there, pops. I appreciate. You said it. I'm not tech savvy. Look, <laughs> Look at somebody's got to pay the bills. Huh. Right? Are you are you the marketing of Orange Power and Half Hour? You might I might be getting fired. But yes, this podcast is brought to you by Swing Hats Company. You can find them online. I'll put a link in the description. Um, buy you some some hats, and most of them are orange and black. So if you need some for the season, it would be a good time to good looking hats. to snag those up. But um, other than that, you got anything else other than? Nope, just looking forward to getting the season cranked up and ready for some cowboy football. All right. Well, this was Orange Power Half Hour. We'll see you next week. Go folks. Go folks.